0: be discussing Season 4, Episode 11, titled, The End, Part 1, the beginning of an incredible three-part finale arc. Oh, yes! Yes! I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting so desperately to talk about this arc. These three episodes are the best thing that Teen Titans has ever done. Like, they are the best storyline in this entire show. It is absolutely incredible. I love it so, so much. It is such frickin' perfection. It's my favorite element of the entire show, and I... I just love it more and more and more every time I watch it. It's such a masterpiece in and of itself, such perfection. It is a giant superhero epic. Unlike anything else uh in superhero cartoons. It's so, so good. Hell, even superhero anything at the time. Cause you look back and like at like the superhero movies and TV shows of the era, like, we weren't exactly getting. Infinity Wars every other day. We weren't exactly <laughs> getting the hard-hitting plot points of half the world crumbling to dust for 5 years and then everyone else trying having to th- figure that out. Like we weren't exactly getting stories like that. So this really back in 2000 whatever, I'm now very curious as to when this premiered. Like for that era, this is insanely original. For that era, like, this is unlike anything else we had seen at that time. Like, this storyline, this storyline, in terms of superheroes in film and television, is so utterly groundbreaking. Uh, 2005 is when it premiered. Uh, July 2nd, 9th, and 16th, 2009. But it's so, so amazing, and I love it, and I cannot wait to talk about it. I'm so excited to talk about it over the next three days. This arc, I I particularly love the first five to ten minutes of this episode, where Raven knows full well, it's happening. Today is the day. Trigon will open the portal. He will use me to do that. I will end the world. And initially she reacts in horror. Like, oh no, this is the day, this is the time it's happening. But instead of running to her friends and saying, this is the it, this is the time, Uh, 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 we need to stop this. She instead, having resigned to the fact that this is inevitable, there's no way it's not going to happen... She decides, okay, this is definitely the last day of Earth. After today, the Earth will no longer exist. After today, all of humanity will die. So I'm going to give my friends a good last day. I'm going to do everything I can to allow my friends... To enjoy their last day on Earth. And so she does all these little things. She makes them breakfast. She takes the Titans out with pizza. pizza. Uh, she ends up being the huge... Victor of their fight with Plasmus... In this really, really great action sequence... She takes them on a stroll through the park, promises to play uh, Extreme Stank Ball and paint toenails with Starfire. Beast Boy picks up a lucky penny. This penny, by the way, the most important thing in this arc. But then, all of that is cut short. When the sun darkens. We get an eclipse, and we get the markings on Raven glowing. And at this moment, the Titans realize, oh shit, today's the day, isn't it? And it's at this point that the Titans, refusing to accept that this is inevitable, refusing to accept that Raven has to end the world, they go into full-on protecting Raven mode. We get this badass safe room with all the latest technologies to keep out anything human and markings from Raven's books to keep out everything else. They shove Raven in the room, despite Raven's protests that, no, this is stupid. This is inevitable. Like, this is going to happen. You can't stop it. They're like, yeah, no. We're still going to try. We're not going to just let this happen. We're not going to sit back and watch the world end. So they place her in this room. And start going through an observational period. Which is then interrupted by who else but Slade. Slade showing up. Ready to snatch up Raven for Trigon. Trigon. Leading an army of literal fire demons. And oh my god, the... (laughs) These things look awesome. These things look badass. They are drawn so well. They are so terrifying. I love it. I love the look of these fire demons so much. It's so good. And we get this epic fight. Between Slade and... And the Titans minus Raven with all these fire demons. I, by the way, love how this sequence is scored. The score, uh, the music that plays over this, it's this very intense, uh, metallic sort of sound to it. Uh, A lot of... A lot of just big... Booming striking sounds. It works so so well for this particular battle. But this action sequence. Oh my god, it is exhilarating. It is so good, so perfectly drawn. Uh, and you get all the greatest hits of the Titans just going nuts. Uh, Robin's fighting Slade with more ferocity that he's ever displayed. Starfire is giving all of her energy into eviscerating all these fire demons. Cyborg uses the entire power supply of Titan's Tower to create this giant cannon out of himself that just wipes out everything. For about five seconds and it ends up being futile. And in an incredible callback to one of the best episodes of last season, The Beast Within. Beast Boy shapeshifts into The Beast. You know, that thing of, that being of pure rage and anger and viciousness and terror? That side of Beast Boy that Was brought out by those chemicals, but was still inside of himself, and he was absolutely terrified of? That thing that he hated himself for having, but Raven herself told him, no, it's good that it's still there. That beast saved my life. Having that beast within you doesn't make you bad. It's knowing when to let it out. We had this whole giant ethical discussion on this very show about how this relates to every single person. Uh, How I genuinely believe every single person has this type of beast, this type of pure anger, rage, vitriol, blah, 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 this bad side to them deep within. And morality is not whether or not you have that, it's... How you choose to let it out. It's making a conscious decision every day. Uh, I'm not going to let it out. I'm not going to let it out. I'm not going to let it out. And unless the situation like really calls for it and is really dire, you just keep it within. It's keeping it restrained and letting it out strategically in moments where it's absolutely necessary. That is what morality is. Knowing that that beast is inside you and making the conscious decision to let it out or not based on the specific situation. What is best in the moment? All of this is to say, Beast Boy has been doing exactly this for the last season. Beast Boy has been restraining himself, keeping that beast inside. Making a conscious decision every single day in every single episode. This isn't the time. This isn't the time. This isn't the, di- the time. We don't need that pure anger, that pure rage, that pure vitriol, uh, that pure viciousness. We don't need that predatory figure out now. This is not the time. It will only make things worse. This darker side of me. It is not the time to let that out. It is only now. When the entire world is at stake. And when Raven's very life depends on what is done here. We are literally in a fight for Raven's soul. This is the most... Life or death stakes that have ever occurred. These are the most life or death stakes that have ever come up in any storyline in the history of Teen Titans. If ever there was a time to let out that beast, to let that anger fly, to let that rage out, uh, to engage that vitriolic, vicious, darker side of Beast Boy, now is the time. Beast Boy lets that happen. Bringing the thematic elements of that episode, the ethical quandaries of that episode, full circle. All while saying, while giving one last little assurance to the audience hey, just in case you didn't think this shit was serious. Uh, this is about as serious as we can get. Look, this thing that Beast Boy was terrified to unleash, now he's unleashing it, not out of, not out of desire, but out of necessity. And all of this comes across in one, like, five-second sequence. It's amazing. The symbolism is incredible. The t- true geniusness of this callback is astronomical. It's incredible. Like, this one 10-second moment immediately just shows perfectly why this three-part finale, why this three-part arc, why this trilogy of episodes is the best thing that Teen Titans has ever done. But then we have Raven back in her a little safer. Meditating. Clutching on to the lucky penny, given to her by Beast Boy. Which is a sweet little moment. Beast Boy picked up this lucky penny, and like a throwaway joke of, Hey, look, I got a lucky penny, everyone. I'm gonna... I'm gonna have a lucky day. And he gave that to Raven. Beast Boy... Sacrificed his own luck. To protect her. And Raven clutches onto this lucky penny. Throughout the entire episode. Including this moment. Where she is in her safe room. Saying maybe this won't happen. Maybe this won't happen. Maybe this won't happen. And then she is contacted by Trigon. And we get this incredible sequence. Intercut with this giant fight scene. Where... We see Raven up against the shadow of Trigon. We still don't see Trigon's, like, actual physical form. All we see is the shadow. But even that shadow is imposing. Even that shadow is terrifying. And, Tri- and Raven's saying, like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm not like you. I'm not like you. I'm not like you. Please don't make me do this. Please don't make me do this. Please don't make me do this. And Trigons are saying, this is your destiny. This is, this is a terrible Trigon impression, by the way. This is what you were born to do. This is the reason why you exist. We get this great piece of imagery where Raven has, like, the four red eyes like Trigon. In this vision. And Trigon flat out says to Raven. Hey, uh, look. You really think your friends are are protecting you here? Like, you're just... Like, they're just hurting themselves for no reason. You really want to make their last day on Earth this meaningless? And so Raven surrenders. Raven goes out to the front of the tower. And says, hey, Slade slash fire demons. I'm coming with you. And the Titans are pleading with her. No, 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 no. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. We can still stop this. We can still stop this. And Raven's like, no, you can't does this little thing, knocking them all out, and then just walks away with Slade. And I especially love this sequence. It's actually two scenes, but I'm going to refer to it as one sequence, where Slade and Raven are walking down through the old library, and Slade's like talking about how like, oh, I'll be rewarded, blah, 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 and Raven's just like, no, you won't. Whatever Trigon promised you He's not gonna deliver. You're you're an idiot to think he will. Like, as soon as you finish your job, as soon as your work is done, you will be insignificant, and Trigon won't care. Slade, in anger, almost attacks Raven, and his own soldiers, the soldiers under his command, start... Attacking him. Start just restraining him. And Raven's like... Huh, come to think of it... You're already insignificant. Your own army won't even listen to you. And at this point, you know for sure... Uh, yeah. This whole thing, whatever Slade was doing... Whatever Slade was fighting for... Womp womp. (laughs) Whatever Slade was fighting for... It absolutely is for nothing. Trigon absolutely will not deliver, and it is confirmed in the next scene, where Slade reports to Trigon and is like, "Hey, so uh, I got Raven for you. I got the gem. Uh, deal." And Trigon's like, "No." In fact, he even says. Hey, so, uh, your mission was to recover the gem. The gem came on her own free will. You didn't bring her back. I did. So that whole Raven vision... This is so devious and so incredible. It's almost as if, like, Trigon knew he didn't need to contact Raven personally. Trigon knew that if Slade was allowed to continue... He would absolutely recover Raven. But he contacted Raven himself, knowing that if he succeeded, he'd have an excuse to cut off Slade. And that gambit succeeded. Slade tries to, you know, fight Trigon with the fire powers that were gifted to him, and Trigon's like, and your powers are gone. F you. And then... We get this... Glorious... 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 Final scene. Raven... Is where she needs to be. She is at... The chamber where she is to open the portal. The other titans show up. Battle through all these fire demons and deliver one last desperate plea, Raven don't do this. Raven don't do this. You you don't know that this is going to happen. You can't just destroy yourself, destroy the world. Over some prophecy you heard as a child. There's so much you don't know. Like you don't have to. Like you can make this not happen. It doesn't have to happen. And Raven's like no. It has to happen. And she. Creates this impenetrable dome. Around the titans. Goes up to the place where she needs to open the portal. And the Titans are desperately pounding against the dome like, hey, hey, let us through, let us through. Raven, stop this, stop this. And in the most heartbreaking moment ever imaginable, Raven opens the portal. Raven says the words, the marks... On her body. Start. Literally jumping from her skin. Sort of creating this. Little circle around her. She cries out. Slowly being consumed. Slowly being destroyed. And in the midst of all this. She finally drops the lucky penny. Her luck has run out. Her last line of defense is gone. And this is the moment that she just ceases to be. And the Titans look on in horror as Raven is gone. And in her place, a hole rips open in the earth. And from that earth, from that hole, emerges a fully realized Trigon. We see him in his full, terrifying glory. Which, to be fair, this would have been a bigger reveal if they hadn't shown him off in episode 6 of season 1 in that whole Raven illusion episode. But, shut up. We hadn't seen him fully in this season, so we're just going to go with that. Uh, For the sake of argument, that episode never happened. Uh, (laughs) Not a big deal but we see for the first time the real Trigon. And actually, you know what? I say that, but what we saw in Season 1, Episode 6 wasn't actually Trigon. That was Raven's mind Showing Trigon. So up until this point, we had not seen the real Trigon. This is our first look at the real Trigon. So actually, no, that's not an issue. That's not a suspension of disbelief, thematically speaking. It's imagery that still works because this is our first look at the real Trigon. This is our first look at the actual Trigon. We either saw him in illusion or shadow before. But now this is the first time we see him in actuality. He emerges from the hole where Raven once stood, bellows out in terrifying fashion, The Earth is mine! (laughs) And then the episode ends. That's part one of three. Get ready for some shit. Holy crap. It continues this level of brilliance. I'll just say that. God, I love this arc. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast anchor.fm slash TV Archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simplest, just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, tomtom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 12. Talk to you then.